In today's world, it is confusing and difficult to obtain the necessary things to ascend. I would like to share with you my inner circle and team, where we are all consciously ascending. Through health, wellness, nutrition, and financial means, there is no boundary or limit that my team can't achieve. Upgrade your network, upgrade your health, upgrade your finances. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ascension Show. So glad to have you on today. Uh, we're gonna have a great talk. I feel like everyone can take some value out of this conversation here. I'm calling with my friend Mateo. I've been looking forward to this one for a while now. Uh, Mateo, could you tell us where you're calling from, and then also just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, Stephen. I'm happy to be here. Really excited to get this uh, to get the show going. Um, I'm calling you from London right now. I've uh, been here for just over a month and I, um, a little bit of background. So I'm actually, I grew up near you. Um, you're in North Carolina. I grew up in Virginia, Northern Virginia. And um, yeah, I did all my school there, Virginia Tech for university. And I actually started working as a nine to five consultant out of DC. Um, I can go more into like that journey where I am now, which is a, a automation agency owner. Um been doing my own entrepreneur route for like a year now and uh that's that's allowed me to live this like digital nomad lifestyle um and that's where we're at right now so yeah dude it, it's wonderful man um because so like you you have been the past what four or five months been getting into the content game talking about your content you had us in um your discord or your um broadcast channel on instagram then you create yeah. this community for people who are looking to do the same thing and you know tie that in with your content and it's like it's really mm -hmm. awesome to see that that one that people like you are doing it because you were in the nine to five um kind of normal life normal lifestyle and then you mm -hmm. broke free so people can see that you did it. And also people can learn how to do that too. Exactly, man. That's, that's the whole point. I, so I make my money with my agency and I don't post about my agency or my clients or any of that stuff on my Instagram. So people like don't really know, but what they have seen is the whole lifestyle side. So I realized that even if I started posting about my automations, that wouldn't really connect with the audience I'm trying to build. Um, and what they are actually trying to find and do and replicate for themselves is the nomad lifestyle. So I was like, you know what? I figured out how to do it through two angles. One, as, as a nine to five consultant, I managed to convince my boss to let me work remote pre-COVID, by the way. So I have those scripts showing people how they can be a nomad with a nine to five. And then recently, like how they can be a nomad by being a business owner. So I was like, this is the stuff I can post about consistently, talk about, like, just, I have a ton of B-roll. I can make reels. I can like add value in the captions and it's been connecting with people, which is awesome to see. Yeah. You really take like, what I notice is you take from your own experiences, like what you learned and how you applied that to kind of like elevate yourself. And then you share that with other people and people get value from that and they appreciate it and it connects with them. Like 
yeah, it's great that you have the automation agency and that's what's making you money. It's what how you're doing the digital nomad stuff. But like the connection that you get from being able to help somebody in regards to how they want to live their life, showing your lifestyle and how you did it is I think the rewards just like in terms of fulfillment is way, way more than talking about like automation business because it's robotic mm -hmm. and mechanical. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what I figured because um, I've connected with a lot of creators before, um, not to go too deep into my past, uh, but I was engaged with a travel influencer. Like I saw her, we were together. She didn't even have the account. She opened the accounts over like 100K followers. Like I saw that firsthand. And what I see, what she didn't do this, but like a lot of different creators do, they look at their audience as like static, meaning that they're connecting with your content, with your level at one dimensional plane meaning they just want one thing out of you but really if you actually give a shit about your clients about your audience you realize that they're actually trying to grow and go somewhere so what i was trying to do with my, my content and say okay you might be really happy like con consuming my content right now what i'm telling you but i'm inviting you to come with me on your journey because it's more than likely, and there are already like a ton of my people in my community who have been digital nomads much longer than I have. And they're sharing a ton of value that I couldn't do like ethically, like to talk about, cause I have not lived in, for instance, Bali. I have some friends who are, have been in Bali for like several years. They're sharing some insights that I couldn't. And it's a community where the mindset is like, we're all growing. And it's not like I'm the central hub of information. Like we're all helping each other out. So it's like, really cool to be in a community like that where there's no ego it's like an incubator actually so we have some guys in there who have their own communities and they have their own group trips for instance we had charlie and logan yeah and all I saw these people that. yeah dude they were going to puerto rico they're like we're trying to go to puerto rico we have two content guys so you can keep your phone in your pocket we're gonna have people filming us capture content for us we have these pools rvs atvs all this stuff and Logan hit me up. He's like, hey, man, can I post about this on your community, the Digital Nomad Accelerator? That's the name of my community. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, because I don't, I don't care. Like, it's supposed to be like an incubator. Like, the whole point is the travel. The whole point is, are the people. It's not me. It's the people. It's the experiences. So people have already gone on several trips because of the community, and it's exciting to see because – and someone already told me this. They can feel that – I'm not trying to close a sale with this because my main income stream is my business. And this is more, I'm treating it more like a passion project. So I can genuinely give information and value and not make it a pissing contest. Yeah. And there's so much heart. There's like more heart in it because you care and you don't, you're not like relying on that for income and mm -hmm. you like, yeah, it's already good. Like the time that I've spent, like kind of looking around and, and, checking out who's in it like it's mutual people that i know too like i know charlie from another group separate from tribe so we are kind of close in that regard and so like yeah. the people that you're attracting is really well and i think that comes from leadership which is technically you even though you don't want to be in the middle um yeah. or the center i guess but yeah that, that's really good man and i've been seeing the same thing like experiencing the same thing with the content that i'm making like like, yeah, everyone is trying, you know, if your mind's in the right place, everyone's trying to grow. Everyone's trying to be better than they were the, the previous day. And so all you're doing is sharing how you became better. And um, for me, it was um, for me, it was kind of like self-development or like health or jujitsu, working out, 
for you, you're you're getting better by creating this freedom for your life through um like the digital nomad stuff, which is something that I want to do, which is why I'm like like it's great that like you know you're doing like community stuff like this because it'll always be there for people to just hop on in. Exactly, exactly. And that's the idea. It's to be a sort of vessel, like a vehicle where like the way DNA is set up now, the digital nomad accelerator, it's constantly changing because I'm getting inputs from all the people all the time. And so whether your stage is in its infancy or whether you're already like on the road a while, like the whole idea is you get in there and you just get value immediately. So um yeah, it's it's constantly changing. I've made several massive changes already, and we're almost at ninety members. We're almost at a hundred members already. Wow, which is super exciting, bro. Wow, yeah. There's a lot of um. Well, I notice with like people our age, kind of like early twenties, um, is like people want this lifestyle. They want to <laughs> have that freedom to go where they want to go. Um, and that ties into financial freedom because you're supporting yourself through the internet, through your laptop, and the dollar goes further in other countries. Um, like it's something that I'm seeing a lot, even with people who are doing nine to five, they still opt for a digital, um, like a digital option so they that they have that freedom. And I think there's something really uh, significant about that because it shows that people are starting to realize that there's so much more fulfillment in being able to have that location freedom where you're not tied down to going into an office or you're not tied down to your own business um, in person. You know what I'm saying? Like I come from a family of entrepreneurs and always having a business in person that you're married to, that you're commuting to, and you're spending 12 hours a day working for the business in person, even though there's lots of freedom with the financial aspect and there's not much freedom with the location and so more or less the time. But what people like us who have just been engulfed in this um, age of internet have realized that actually is very leverageable to do your thing and have that aspect of freedom. No, that's it. That's exactly it. hit the nail on the head. Um, the way I like to communicate it to people is that of the three freedoms, like time, location, and financial, location is the first one. Like that's the first yes. one you got to unlock and it's the easiest to unlock the location freedom because um, like I said, I did it both ways. Like I had my nine to five and the first thing I had, like did literally, I was working right after I graduated. So in August, got the offer, worked August, October, September, all that. <laughs> missed my months and then came come uh, January I just couldn't do it because I was commuting two hours into DC mm. every single day and two hours back so I was four hours so four times five 20 hours just gone every week so that was like a almost like a full 24 hour period like a whole day basically I'm just like a whole day just gone right I got into podcast made the most of it whatever but it was still a lot and I looked down the road and I was like I can't keep burning time like this so I went into my boss's office on a Monday sat down with him and I still kept like the transcript of like what we talked about. And this is pre COVID. So it's not influenced by current events, COVID, any of that stuff. And it worked. Like I went in with a plan and he gave me a remote work option. And that Friday literally drove halfway across the country to Denver, signed a 12 month <laughs> lease, <laughs> literally just did it. Right. So that's the first step though, is having that uh, location independence, that location freedom. Cause then 
you save up in like in my case 20 hours a week and you can have your income like getting paid every two weeks that security while you build something on the side if that's for you yeah but uh, i i always visualize it like monkey bars like i don't think it's the wisest thing to let go of something secure for something that's not so secure i mean some guys have like balls of steel they do it i love that but um most of the guys i've been talking to i got off the phone with a friend who is about to get promoted in morgan stanley in new york city got oh, great. a bunch of friends in deloitte i've got a bunch of friends and all kinds of stuff and they're consuming my content they're like dude is is you're making me realize this is possible and i'm like yeah absolutely but those guys they're playing a different game some of them have wives already some of them have like kids and they're talking to me they're like dude how can I let go of the security? And I'm like, you shouldn't like, honestly, like you shouldn't, and you don't have to, you can still be a nomadic or like not tied down to your office and keep your job. They're like, Holy fuck. You're right. So that's the first yeah. big domino to kick down is that the location doesn't have to be tied down to your income anymore. Yeah. And I think, I think more or less when you kind of, or like gain that location freedom, you stop trading your time for money. Because in your situation, you're spending that 20 hours a week trading your time for money because you're that, that commute. And that's a big thing, trading your time for money because your time is way more valuable than the money because the money comes and goes. But once that time is gone, you don't get it back. Um, and so I think that's important too to realize. And um, when you can kind of leverage the leverage the wi-fi money then you can kind of figure out ways where yeah you have location freedom but now then you can really really start to focus on how you can stop trading your time for money so that you, it passively builds exactly i think that it's in the name like digital nomad the first freedom is the location part so that's where the nomadic part comes in yeah, so yeah. you can be uh like a nine-to-five nomad or a entrepreneur nomad but then the digital part of the name that is where you trade, that's where you stop trading time for money because digitally, and this is what I have in my, my digital offers, my digital stuff, I have courses, I have all kinds of stuff. So literally right now as we're speaking, like one of those 90 members is listening to a version of Mateo, a digital Mateo talking right now, like all the time. Like I'm just hours and hours of consumption of people consuming my stuff, even on Instagram. That's the power of like the time freedom because I don't have to physically or like talk to someone in real time to give them the value there's like i don't even know how many thousands of okay we had a little bit of technical difficulties but we're back now mateo <laughs> something on my mind while you were speaking about like the breaking down the term digital nomad is if you read the four hour work week tim Fitz. i have man i have i love that book yeah, I think um yeah, I I've read I have almost finished reading it then I stopped, but um I think the value in there is really really well and the concepts still apply today even though the book was pre-covid. Yeah, it's like 2008 or something you wrote that. Yeah, I know, which is crazy because the internet has changed so much. Mm -hmm. The people yeah, like when they meet him in in person, that's like the one thing they all keep bugging him about like, dude, set up the second version, second version, modern version, let's go. Yeah, and I think I think people are, have already kind of figured it out. Um, mm -hmm. So like you're you're really like the what you're a walking image of that. Like all the people in the in the um, community are too. So yeah, man, I think I think that's really good. Um, 
So in terms of, in terms of like with the community are, I know that you're speaking about like having events and stuff going on, like what, like meetups yeah. and stuff is that that's, that seems to be like a core principle. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, I like to view DNA as a incubator for group trips and, and such. So we have one official event every quarter. So Q1, we're going to go to Medellin in Colombia. I'm already talking to some guys. So we're going to get an Airbnb, do all the local stuff. But what I'm really excited about is that every third quarter, so Q3, there's going to be an official Madrid event because that's where I live. Like that's where I'm moving. And um, actually my roommate is going to be one of the guys in the group already. He's uh, he's sick. So we're, we're going to nice. host everybody for Q3 in Madrid. But just because there's these four staple events doesn't mean that we can have more events so like that's why actually tomorrow friday i'm meeting up with coach bart k who's oh yeah um, i know him yeah he's cool yeah dude he's the man so tomorrow we're going to do like cold plunges and a banya all kinds of like biohacking stuff like this is what it's all about it's like in person so mm -hmm. that's that's happening and then um yeah so it's there's no ego no pissing contest like whatever you guys want to do that's that's what we're doing. That's that's the focus is traveling. And one more thing about four hour work week is I actually have like 30 plus like book summaries. Like I put it all into like PDFs, like the main ideas of these business and self-development books. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Atomic Habits, uh, Tony Robbins in there. All three of Russell Brunson's Secrets trilogy. They're in there. They're in there. Uh, Alex Ramosi, $100 million leads, $100 million offers. That's all in there and PDF version. So you don't have to read thousands of pages i already did it for you so you can just take the main ideas um so four hour work week is in there what what uh what made you want to do that because that's a lot of time there's a fuck ton of time i just love to read man i'm i'm from the old school like i have to highlight the book like i buy my copy oh, yeah, me physically too. i highlight book like it just makes it so much easier for me to revisit it i open a book i'm like all right what's the main idea and i go to table contents I find the chapter I need and then I go into that chapter and I'm like, all right, these are the five sentences where like the main skeleton of the messages. And then it saves me time. What's really cool though, is that like, I made that out of necessity because I've been remote and nomadic and I was really upset of leaving my library behind. So oh. that's when I decided, yeah. So I was like, I want to take my library with me. So I took pictures and did the PDF summaries and just have that at a moment's notice, it's honestly, I use it all the time. I use that library all the time when I need. Like you go back uh, and reread re the main ideas. Exactly. Like for instance, to build this whole community, I went back to Russell Brunson's like dot-com secrets like multiple times and then $100 million offers like multiple times. Dude. Yeah. The value that, yeah. Like the value that you're giving away is going to be reciprocated back onto you just because of the way like energy works and stuff. So it's great that like you're applying those concepts because I try to as well as like how try and give as much as I can, um, which I think I think a lot of people understand. Um, so what would be like what would be one piece of advice for people who are looking to get started? I'm going to ask you a few questions depending on like the different yeah. type of person. But like what would be one piece of advice you'd give to someone who's working a nine to five and they want to start doing this stuff? Yeah. I would say you need to have a strong enough fire under your ass because particularly if you do have a nine to five, you have a lot of security, a lot of comfort. So it's very easy. You can literally rationalize anything. 
anything like ask like former nazi sympathizers like even like the worst end like that you can quite literally sympathize and rationalize anything like so comfort in a nine-to-five it's very 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 easy to rationalize particularly like once you get a woman involved family involved whatever so what i did and i suggest people do um in that situation is to look at someone who's in your shoes two or three years down the road so for me i was looking at my manager and i was like all right this kid graduated from a school similar to me he started off in a role similar to me and now he's two years ahead three years ahead do i want his job do i want to do what he's doing and no the answer was no this dude was miserable this dude was like basically just doing bitch work and i have nothing is nine to fives but like particularly for him i did not want to do that role at all i, I saw my future so that caused me to light a fire in my ass. And I was like, all right, I need to go digital now because he's getting, he's getting all these physical in-person duties and responsibilities and they're not really paying him in turn. So I got to get out of the situation. So that's the first thing I suggest for nine to five people, like get serious about the image of your future. You have it right in front of you. You're just not looking at it. Good, good. That's really good. And um, number two, what would you tell... So, and I'm, I would fall into this category. What would you tell the college student that wants to live that lifestyle, but um, is kind of like committed their time to school? Mm -hmm. What would you tell them on how to start? I'm actually a bit jealous of people in that situation like you, because you have a routine set up where you know where you're going to be. You know what you have a structure, right? I would abuse the fuck out of that structure. I would take so much advantage of the time that I, yeah, I'm a student, I'm here, but you don't have any, like, these external responsibilities that come with being in charge of, like, you, in charge of your own, uh, mo like, money right now, like, income and stuff like that. Because when you get out here, you eat what you hunt. So what I would say is, as a student, really leverage the, um, the, the free to paid progression. So when you come into like my shoes and you want to get a client, one of the best and most like proven ways to get a client is to work for free. You have 30 days or until they get some goal, some metric students, bro, like you automatically get sympathy from business owners. You automatically get like people take a chance on you. And in particularly, if you say, Hey, I'll work for you for free. Um, I would take full advantage of that because if you present yourself it's same thing like five years from now and be like, okay, he's had five years to like get better at some kind of role and he hasn't yet. Like what gives? So as a student, I don't know what, what you're studying, whatever you're studying. Um, I would take advantage of people who might know more than you. So if you're not a business student, for instance, I would go into the business section, find like business majors, be like, Hey, I'm trying to put together this offer. Can you like look at my offer, go into office hours, dude, I, I was not a business student. I wish I was, but I would go into the business professor like office hours because all my friends who were in business really kept referring to this one professor and they loved him. And none of them started business to this day. They haven't done any of that stuff, but I literally have. And it's because like I would ask this guy so many questions. So take advantage of the resources you have because that structure goes away really fast. Yeah, I, that's one thing that's that I really in, in kind of enjoyed is the structure behind behind it because you have your set schedule with the time that you're mm -hmm. spending at university and then you can build yourself around that 
Um, so that's been really great. And I've been able to delegate some things with like online classes, which has been great. Less time on campus, more time to do stuff like this. Right. <clears throat> so that's, that's really good. Um, that's, that's probably super helpful um, because some people who have like aspirations for big things like this, think that college is kind of like a, a getting in the way of that and that college is slowing you down and all this stuff. But you have to do some reframing and see it as good because there's definitely good stuff to it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then the, th the third question that I have for you. So this third type of person, what are you going to tell the person that is working an in-person job and they don't like where they at and they have aspirations to do this, but they don't know like where to go to make money to even start online. What would you tell them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the first thing there is to recognize the incompatibility of physical, like physically being there, like, and the digital nomad aspiration they have, like those two quite literally just don't go together. So you just, to that person in their situation, they need to figure out what's more important. Now, say if they want to be a digital nomad, I would suggest they find something that aligns with their skill set, A, and B, something they're in, they enjoy doing. Because the common denominator between their skill set and something they enjoy doing is consistency. Because factor, the only factor that determines like success really, like overwhelmingly, is consistency. And it's really hard to be consistent at something you suck at. I mean, you people should like figure out, break through that, whatever. But it, it's much easier to be consistent with something that you're good at or can figure out quite easily. And the second thing is you're really you can really be consistent with something you enjoy. So to that person, I would figure out what are the skills I have and try to find some way to apply that digitally. And then the second thing would be like, all right, location digitally there too, because those two things are going to make it really easy for that person to be consistent and therefore successful. Yeah, that's really important. And I think, I think um, like, if you have aspirations for this, you want it to happen. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to recognize like, like did this, did this process of going from nine to five out of college into this happen quickly or overnight? Dude, no, you know, I haven't really told this story that much that often, but uh, I have to be honest. Um, I was happy in the matrix. I'll be dead. Like, actually, like <laughs> it's weird to say, I was with my nine to five, like, yeah, my manager, like two years down the road, I didn't really like what he's doing, but I was so brainwashed, like to myself that I was like, I'll just muscle through it. Fuck it. Like, I don't enjoy it, but I'll do it. The The only thing that pulled me out of the matrix and had, had me actually considering it's possible was my ex um, when she, she was also a consultant. And when she blew up her Instagram page, like, started getting deals with united airlines and crazy stuff like that mm. um it's insane opportunities started coming in connecting with in incredibly amazing people that was literally the only that was like the she like planted a seed in my head that just exploded all the, like the matrix concrete that i had set up myself um so it took a while but i will say that after we did break up i had this crossroads again where i came back to dc literally flew 12 hours from Bali to Istanbul, 13 hours, Istanbul, DC got there. And I was like, okay, I can go back to corporate. Like 
for sure get a job offer, start working corporate again, or I can leverage this new network of influencers I met, digital nomads and like business owners and see what happens. And that's when I started getting on with sales. Like I heard a lot of people talk about sales. So I did high ticket sales. First person I sold for was Chet Hanks, like Tom Hanks' son. And nice. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Met a lot of really cool people and all, all, all that. But uh, it was a second decision. Like it was like a reactionary decision. I have to give credit where credit is due. Like it was, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't like consider it possible. But um, yeah, it took a while. Let's just say because I left my job and then went on this world with her. And then four months in, we broke up. So I'd, I'd give it like four months where I had the itch and yeah. Okay. So it takes time, just like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah, everything man. else. Um, yeah, because at least for me, it's like like I, I'm putting I'm putting a little bit of pressure on myself to be like, okay, when I get out of school, I need to have something set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I need to have something in the works right now. And so I feel this drive yeah. that I want it to happen now, but I need to realize that things take time. And I think a lot of people are thinking that way with this and other stuff and and so so yeah just like this like everything else takes time and it takes patience and it's i assume for you um it seems like for you it was trial and error and plug and play before you figured out what worked you yeah had to try things i had to try things and i also that's why i said the first thing to do is like really take a hard look at how, the discomfort like two three years down the line because when i did it i looked at it but i didn't really like find a discomfort I was like I'm just gonna muscle through this I'm gonna white knuckle this I'm gonna just literally gonna swallow the 20 hour weekly commute like I'm just gonna do it and it wasn't until I saw her doing things that were you know other people doing things like digitally that I was like okay now let me actually look at this close up like holy fuck 20 hours that's almost a day like we gotta yeah. look at it really close like that's the thing because I was looking at it for like a long time and I wasn't seeing it for what it was. I was like dressing it up. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's really easy to like kind of fantasize what you're doing and make it seem like it's good. Like, like for example, with you could do that with someone you're dating, like have this image of them that's better than what they really are because you're kind of just in the situation. But yeah, when you take a look at it, um, this is how this is how Jocko talks about it. You know, Jocko is the Navy guy. Yeah, he always yep. says like, like literally take a step back and like observe it from a different angle. And if you can think about mm -hmm. like, uh, like for your situation, twenty hours, like you take a step back and you realize, oh, I'm spending twenty hours a week doing this. Um, yeah, somebody else might have something different, like. Oh, I'm spending I'm spending fifty hours a week at my in person job, like laying concrete, and I fucking hate this. Um, yeah, man. And and I think it's yeah the the masculine side of you wants to like dig down and fucking grind, but um like that's just innate. But you have yeah, to like express. That... Oh, go ahead. No, you you just said it. That masculine side, like I thought this was my role. Like I thought it was supposed to be like. Of course, I got to earn my stripes and you, you should. Yeah, but there's different ways to go about it because I saw my dad not sleeping like multiple times. Like he was fucking grinding. He lost his vision once in, like in college. 
And um, if you want to know who your parents really were, don't ask them, ask their friends. A little fun fact there. <laughs> so uh, one of his college friends like told me this story. My dad never told me this, that he was studying so hard um, and he literally like lost his vision for like a two day period. I didn't know that was possible, but apparently if you yeah. get your cortisol high enough and he was like on caffeine and stuff too. So I don't know what's going on with his blood. He was rushed to like uh, the hospital and the, the doctor like yelled at him. He was like, you, you're too fucking young to be this stressed. Like, don't do this to yourself. But uh, anyways, I, I respect that man to death. And with even without knowing that one story, I've seen countless of times of this man ju literally just white knuckling it. And I was like, all right, this is this is my role. At least I have. A, yeah, that's like, like that's how the, man, the, US. the men do it. Exactly. So, I mean, there's smart ways to do it um, for sure. And there are different ways to punish yourself that are a bit more like healthy and more effective. For instance, at the gym, if you want to, there is that masculine urge to really just punish yourself. I think the best way to do it is just like physically, just, just get that shit out on the mat or something. Yep. I, I agree, man. And that's, yeah, that's something I've been finding with the gym and martial arts and, and stuff. So yeah, cool, man. Well, okay. As, as I wrap up any podcast episode, I always ask the guests what their one message for the whole world would be. And this doesn't have to pertain to like digital and that stuff. This can be what's on your heart. What's been like, you know what I'm saying? Like what, if everyone's yeah. listening, what are you going to tell us? It took me a while to really understand the depth of this, but quite literally everything is about people. Everything. The meaning of life is to give life meaning. And the most meaningful thing you can do is connect with people because People say that it's that people are transient and they are people are transactional and they might be, but there's something pulling you towards that moment, towards that person, towards those groups. And you have to take full advantage of the time you have with them because you have no idea how long it'll last, what it'll do for you, what you'll do for them. But the more I sit and observe life, like I realize that the things that quite literally matter the most are my interactions with people and if you keep that in the back of your mind no material thing like none of these things are actually of consequence it's all people it's every, everything is about people so just love people as much as you can respect them um and yeah just just keep that pillar like really central in your mind that everything's about people so dude that's fucking beautiful man that's awesome um that that's a lot of I think that's going to help a lot of people out. I, I recently have been pondering the concept of like how your purpose is to serve other people and you can use your skills to your unique skills to find out how you're going to serve those people. So yeah. Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Mateo, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. This has been a great conversation and I hope really helpful to you, listener. I hope you got some value. I got a ton of it and I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Peace.